a prominent focus on women in wrestling, our Wrestling Gal podcast showcases a unique perspective in and outside the world of professional wrestling, sharing insight, interviews, and discussions with special guests and me, your host, Ella J. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today, I'm joined by the queen of Southern Sass. She is a true gem, Casey Fox. Casey, how are you doing today? I am great. How are you? I'm fantastic to be speaking with you. I mean, we're talking, you are a true gem. And I mean, speaking of gems, I mean, I kind of wanted to start off today by talking about a really cool opportunity you got to experience last year on the set of the HBO Max show, The Righteous Gemstone. So, First of all, I mean, what was your role and what was your experience like on the set? So I originally was going to be in a tag match. That's what my wardrobe fitting was for and everything. I got dressed for that. That's what they had me fitted for. And then like the day I got there was going to be on set, they changed it. So I was on the outside of the ring and basically they were doing a Royal Rumble like style with men. And then I was on the outside. I guess I was more kind of like a ballet, but still dressed as a wrestler. Yeah. And I was kind of being dirty in the ring when somebody would get thrown out or something or be thrown near me, I would choke them on the ropes. And we ran this through for like six hours. And it was the beginning of June. It was in, we were filming in the armory in Charleston, South Carolina. So it was probably about a hundred degrees in the building. It was awful. And you were wearing like long sleeves in these like sequiny outfits. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, it was between every cut, somebody would come up, touch up my makeup, fix my outfit. I mean, I felt like a true star, but it was so hot in there. It was one of the best experiences of my life, but it was so hot that day. Yeah, I bet. I mean, was this kind of your first experience, like being on the set of a show like that or like acting wise and all of that? Yeah, it was my first experience. Like, I did stuff in high school. I was in chamber choir and did all that. But this was, like, first big thing, you know. Now, how did this opportunity with the Righteous Gemstones actually be presented to you? How did this all come together? So somebody that had worked with this cast and director sent it to me and was telling me, you know, they need a women's wrestler. And I had seen several people comment on it. I was like, no, nah, they'll never. I'm just, this time, it was the week I was turning 20. So I was still 19. Yeah. And I was like, why would they pick me? And then they literally emailed me back. They picked me. Um, my parents were totally into it. I took off work and down we went. Oh my goodness. That's got to be such a cool opportunity and to see yourself back on HBO Max. Have you had a chance to watch it yet? I'm sure you have. Oh yeah. We found out probably about a week and a half prior. So we binge watched the first season and then 
Um, all you could see was really the back of my head. So, I mean, I was kind of bummed out about that. But, I mean, it was really, I was like, still overwhelmed that I was on it and then seeing the people that I did work with on the screen was really cool so yeah and I mean we were talking too earlier about like I mean you had this like gorgeous blue sequiny like long sleeve outfits I mean did you get to keep any of that no I didn't and I really (laughs) wanted to (laughs) I wanted to so bad I know, just just not during the summer. I feel like maybe if it's a, a spring or a fall or a winter, just definitely not in the summer again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would so wear that. Though. I mean, that fits me to a T, but I would have worn it. And the girl that I did actually was my tag partner. Mm-hmm. We had never met. Oh, really? And she only lives 30 minutes away from me, actually. Oh, wow. So. See, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. And yeah. I mean, You've had and some, go ahead, I love go ahead. Her. Yeah. No, and I love her and we keep up now and everything. So, I mean, you've had plenty of cool opportunities too, obviously in the show. And I mean, earlier this year, you also had this really cool opportunity to wrestle the current AEW women's world champion, Thunder Rosa on dark. So do you have any takeaways from that match in particular, or just your time in all elite wrestling as a whole? that yes that was probably the best thing that has ever happened in my wrestling career so far um I took a lot away from that match I think I learned a lot about myself just um I'm never a person that is super confident in my wrestling just because um I was raised very humble and I will never over power myself just because I wasn't raised that way and um I think that I got that opportunity I learned that I should be more proud of myself being at such a young age that I like I've done something you know and it was really a great opportunity being able to wrestle her and then you know just a few months later she became the champion so I was like wow you know she really is a big deal in this company. I mean, I knew that already, but then looking back, I was to be able to wrestle her in hindsight. And being there was just an experience because I'm sitting there waiting to check in and I'm looking around and all these wrestlers are coming in that are people that I watched as a child, like yeah. seeing Punk walks in. And I'm like, I text my parents, I'm like, seeing Punk just looked at me and said, good morning. <laughs> And I, I mean, I loved him as a kid. So, and I talked to so many people that were there because that's just me. Like, I'm going to talk to everybody and I networked a lot and I made some friends. So I was, it was a great opportunity. I feel like too, I mean, growing up, CM Punk was huge in in my childhood as well. I'm only like two years older than you. So we grew up basically in the same era and all of that. I mean, Punk was huge in me growing up. And now it's, it's so strange to see a lot of them like all in one place and all elite wrestling. It's really cool. And to be able to experience that kind of firsthand has to be so surreal for you. It really is. And it kind of circles back, like you were saying, because people that were big then are kind of on top again. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to see that. 
It's a, a lot of nostalgia too. And I mean, we were mentioning Thunder Rosa too, who's obviously a huge face in the women's wrestling landscape. And I know you were a huge fan of other faces like Michelle McCool, AJ Lee and Paige growing up much like myself. So can you tell me more about yes. what captivated you in particular about those three? I know, especially Michelle reigns really close to your heart. Yes, she does. Um, so how I got into wrestling was my mom's best friend had a pet store. Yeah, in the attic. And <laughs> yes, yes, she did. So we were playing video games one day and I remember Ashley Massaro and Michelle McCool were the two that stood out to me. And I was like, I always wanted to play as them, but my friend always wanted to be Ashley Massaro. And I was like, okay, well, I'll be Michelle McCool. And my middle name's Michelle. So I just started watching her and I love Lay Cool because whenever I watch movies, I love bringing on this kid. I always wanted to pull for the bad girl. I don't know why. I mean, that's probably bad of me, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of just love Lay Cool because they were people that were bad, but you could also get along with them. Yeah. So I just loved how they, their tag moves and everything. And I think that they were some of the ones who started to lay the footwork for like, the women's revolution and everything so I and then I started watching Caitlyn because like the first NXT thing I was all about that so Caitlyn I feel like is such an underrated person like for me Caitlyn was a big favorite of mine after like the Michelle's left the Kelly Kelly's left and like I mean after like Mickey those are just my people too but I was definitely a huge Caitlyn fan as well for a while there too and I mean obviously you mentioned playing Smackdown versus Raw in that pet store addict you obviously said that you would play as Michelle but would there be like certain game modes or like certain matches that you always found yourself like enjoying to play yeah um I really did like the mixed tag matches a lot yeah (laughs) but I was always mad that I couldn't like wrestle together like intergender and my brother he's 11 years older than me and he would come home really late at night in the summer and he'd be like you want to play a couple matches and that would just make my night like I love that more than anything and his best friend is actually a pro wrestler too and he's one who helps me train Mm -hmm. and at this time my brother was training a little bit and he did a little bit of wrestling. He never, like, had any matches or anything. But um, I like playing stuff like that with my brother. So that was really cool for me. That was a lot of fun, too. I used to play. My brother's younger than me, so I would be the one, like, setting everything up and all that. But I always used to love playing, like, either against each other or tag teaming or, like, in the Rumbles. Yeah. Those were always my favorite to play on the Wii um it just brings me back like good chat that was the first video game I ever had was like Smackdown versus Raw it was it was a fun time too and I mean I mean I feel like too in our childhood I mean Halloween would be huge and you would also dress up as a diva now was it a diva in particular or what was what did this costume entail for a WWE diva when you were uh, I don't know how however old you were so I think I would have been let's see oh I love how there's a picture <laughs> none I have my first wrestling oh, I love ring, that. my first ticket oh. right here the first show that I ever yeah. went to and so this would have been this year so I think I would have been nine mm-hmm. 
And yeah, so I would have been nine this year. So, I mean, it was more like Michelle McCool was who I was going after. Yeah. But I knew that I couldn't wear no booty shorts or anything. You know? Fair. I live in a really, um, like, a small town, too. So, I mean, I couldn't do that. So. So what did this costume entail for you? If you remember, because there's been different eras of Michelle. I mean, she obviously had like the schoolgirl thing going on for a while, and then she was obviously flawless. Michelle was it late? No, I don't think at that point they they obviously wouldn't have had late cool left. Thinking this is like what 2008, maybe 2009. Yeah. So do you yeah. remember what exactly you wore? Yeah, I had a Davis T-shirt, which mm-hmm. I still have. And then like leather, leather leggings. And then I have like Ugg boots with <laughs> rainbow peace signs on them. Yeah. yeah. I love and my that. mom did my makeup. It's the Ugg boots for me, Casey. Yeah. That That is yeah. a, such a staple of a, a, a young, almost, um, almost a preteen. That, that's such a staple. <laughs> yeah, that really did it. good times I miss childhood sometimes and I mean Michelle is definitely a powerful woman in and outside the ring too but for you is there any other females in your personal or professional life you feel inspire or empower you um well I mean I do look up to my sister and my mom a lot too just like you know motivational I talk to my mom about everything because my mom's always been my best friend. Ask her advice about everything. And then just like regular life questions. I go to my mom about everything. So, And I feel like too, there's another motivational person in professional wrestling who just celebrated his 20 year anniversary being John Cena. And I know he would be your alarm growing up. So, I mean, can you please tell me more about John Cena being your alarm? (laughs) Yes. So, um, that would be my alarm. And that is also still my mom's ringtone for me. Really? Is it, is it my Um, time is now or another song? Okay. (laughs) Yep. That would, every time my mom's phone rings and it's me, that's, that's what's coming on. So that will always stick. Yeah, when I was younger, that used to be my alarm clock. Um, that and then um, I think I used to have another wrestling one as well. I don't, I never had it as my alarm, but I remember on my MB3 player, I used to sit and listen to We Are One, the Nexus thing, like on repeat. I do remember that. I'm singing that yeah. in my head right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I listen. I listen to that on repeat, and I still dig out my MP3 player every once in a while. And I'm just like, I still have all these mm-hmm. WWE things. I'm like, wow, this was my life. I couldn't even tell you where mine is. I have my old, <laughs> old iPod that is like forever dead, but that's that's like the closest thing I have. I I don't know where my old MP3 player is, and it's such a shame, man. That was the yeah. good times. Mm. yes it was and you can probably tell I have a poster above me I was obsessed with the Jonas Brothers as a oh child. I know still am um I've seen them one two I've seen them twice. three times okay in the last 
I've seen them four times total, but I've seen them three times since 2019. So I was going to yeah. bring this up later, but we'll just talk about them <laughs> now. I saw them. I saw them last year for the second time. The first time was just Yay. Joe and Nick, because I think Kevin was having his baby. So it was just Joe and Nick doing their thing for a while. This is like 2013. This is a long time ago. Yeah. And then I saw them last year too. And you've also gotten to see Avril Lavigne, which I'm super jealous about. So, I mean, tell me more about your concert experiences, obviously with the Jonas Brothers and then Avril, because I, oh, yeah. I'm living through you so I was very that was the first time that I ever saw the Jonas Brothers was it was Jonas Brothers I believe Demi Lovato and Avril so I was like eight I don't really remember a whole lot about that my sister probably remembers it more because she was older that was my first concert and just didn't stop there um and then for my senior graduation high school graduation flash birthday me and my sister both got tickets to see the Jonas Brothers we had also bought tickets for the Happiness Begins tour so we went to see them in Raleigh and Charlotte that year and then we went to see them last October so We've yeah, seen I was I was on that last tour too. I saw them last September. They were where I was in upstate New York. Uh, it brought me back. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they had their new yeah. stuff, but it had been what it had been eight years since I had seen them. So obviously, they I mean, I, and then they did their own solo projects and their own all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was cool to see them come back together. It really was. Yeah, I'm really waiting on them to release new music though because they haven't really dropped much since the happiness begins. So. Yeah, I mean, you have a point. And I mean, I don't think we've gotten singles from any of them either. Like, as mm-hmm. a singles artist, I don't know. Hopefully there's something on the horizon. Because, I mean, I hope, so. I hope so, too. But, I mean, I, I know, too, like, Carolina Rebellion, it, the rock festival is huge for you, too. I, I don't think I've ever been to a rock festival, to be honest with you. So, I mean, what has your experience has been, like, overall at Carolina Rebellion and, like, the overall vibe of the festival? Yeah, so um, I went for the first time when I was in seventh grade. I was 12, and then I went again when I was in ninth grade. And they actually don't do it anymore. It discontinued and then become Epicenter, and they haven't done it. They were supposed to do it in 2020, and then they canceled it. But I, this is probably where I started like finding out who I was as a person. My brother was really into this music and everything, and... Um, I I have a very broad music taste. I like so popping and death punch and shine down. Like those were some of my top two. And then um, Kid Rock, I saw him there, and I've also saw him outside of there as well. But I had such a great time at those. It is, it was um, a lot. As a twelve year old, I saw some things that I had never saw. <laughs> but um, my mom, she, I was with a group of adults so that's why she let me go but it was very interesting um crowd surfers galore and I was small at the time but I really love every moment of that that's something that I look back at my memories a lot and Rob Zombie he um he like came down the middle when I had went my first time and reached and grabbed my hand and I was like oh my god oh my god because 
Uh, that was incredible. And we have a similar festival that's going to be in Virginia this year. And I really want to go, but my brother, he has two kids of his own. And then he also has two of his nieces now. So I don't know if I'm going to get to go, but I'm really hoping maybe there's a small chance. Have they yeah. revealed the lineup at all for that yet? Yes. Um, Jelly Roll is like the main one that I really want to see there. And then Slipknot's going to be there. Um, there's several like really good ones. Mm. Seems like fun. Concerts are always like a great way. I'm such like a concert junkie and like not having them for like a, a year and a half. Like, uh, I did, I did one virtual concert and I will say, I mean, it was pretty cool, but it, it yeah, it, but it's not the same, you know? Yeah. I'm sure that's a very different experience yeah. considering what you want, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely something that like, I'll never forget, but like now being able to see music again, I think I've been to three concerts since they've been mm -hmm. coming back and the Jonas Brothers obviously being one of them. And I mean, it's summertime, it's concert season. <laughs> yes. Yes. I want to go to one say that I can't stand it. I know. And you said too, this was, uh, this was kind of during a time where you were finding yourself. And I feel like you're definitely one who has definitely a positive mindset and obviously a big heart, as you've said too, as well. But I mean, if you're, maybe if you're having like an off day or feeling a bit down, is there like a certain way you lift yourself back up or something that like eases your spirits in that sense? I'm a person that I really like to drive around and listen to music and my niece and nephew are like my whole heart. They get on my last nerves a lot of times but I will call them if I can't go see them or I will go see them because like anybody else I do struggle with my mental health sometimes but they really are sunshines to my world because my nephew was born when I was in sixth grade and then my niece was born when I was in eighth grade. So they're just, my niece is so sweet. She loves to come watch me wrestle. I wrestled in my hometown a couple weeks ago and she's just, she loves it. She was making a little character that looked like me when I was wrestling. I mean, she's just incredible. So I know. And I mean, you're definitely one who strives to be a positive role model, especially for the little kids and the little girls. So, I mean, obviously you mentioned your niece and your nephew, but is there any other special moments or encounters you've had with fans at shows or just in general that look up to you? That's a yes. You're nodding yes. Yes, there is um, one of the guys who trained me. He has a little boy and his name is Landon. When I first started training, I think he was about three, four. I'm his girlfriend. And I will probably be his girlfriend till I die. He follows me around at the show if I'm there. If he can't find me, he's asking my mom and dad where I am. It does not matter. Um, on Valentine's Day, he got me a Valentine and a ring. And he will sit there and he will play with my hair. And one time he had a little vest because he goes out with his dad. And he wanted me to wear it out. So I wore that sucker out and he loves me. And if he sees a TikTok about me talking about a boy or something, <laughs> he says, I don't know what boy you've been talking to, but you better stop because I'm your boyfriend. He's a mess. <laughs> That's yeah. adorable. He loves me. Aww. Yeah. I mean, and pretty much just every child I encounter, I love kids. 
Um, when I was in high school, I interned in a daycare. I've always loved kids. And um, my parents go with me to every show. So me and my parents always try to, um, I have bracelets that I have as well with my name on it. So we always try and give kids bracelets and stuff. If if I sell a picture or something, or even if a kid may not be able to afford something, we always try and give them something just because, you know, we know that not everybody can afford something. So. And I feel like that has to relate with your field of studies. Now, do you have, have you already completed your human services degree? Or are you still in college before I move on? So. I have an associate's degree in yes. human services. Yes. Okay. So now, I mean, obviously this correlates to, I mean, you're, you're, you seem to be great with kids and you obviously have a big heart, but like, I mean, what sparked your interest or passion for, I mean, human services in particular, do you think? Well, I could never decide what I wanted to go to school for. Fair. And I still don't know what I want to do with my life. I hope it leads down to wrestling, but, um, I love kids. I, um, I did a nursing program in high school and human services was something that kind of entailed all that where I could go work somewhere with it. Um, so it kind of just wraps it all up, just giving back to people. So. And yeah, you seem like even just talking with you today, you see, you're definitely a positive person with, with a big heart and all of that. And I mean, outside of pro wrestling too, I mean, you used to play softball as well. I did too. Mm -hmm. I played for 10, 11 years. What exact position did you play? I was primarily shortstop, but I did pitch some, was not the best, but I love playing shortstop. So. so did I. So do you have any, so I feel like any athlete maybe has like a superstition or like a pre-match routine or whatever they did. Did you have any like pre-match rituals or superstitions or any of that stuff? Like what would your routine be like prepping for a game? Um, for a game, I would always have my headphones in when I was going to play softball. Now, uh, Right before I'm about to get out of the curtain, I always pray. That's something I always do now. I'm always praying. I'm like, please protect me. Please let me be okay. I'm always super nervous. I'm like, just please let me have a good match. That's something I always do now. So. And I mean, growing up yeah. too, did you have any, did you take part in any other activities besides softball too? As I got older, I was really involved in beta club. So um, I kind of, well, I played volleyball one year, but that we didn't have a lot of it, like recreational. I played volleyball one year and then I got really involved in beta club my ninth grade year. And I was a class representative every year. I was really into community service and all of that and then my senior year I was the president of beta club kind of makes me sound nerdy but yes I mean you're you're a leader you seem like a natural born leader and all of that I mean that's I mean that's good too for like 
college on like a, on a, a resume and, and all that stuff going in. Yeah. So like, I get it. I did a bunch in high school too. Some of it just for like the, I mean, the college stuff, but I mean, I mean too, I mean, you have a great vibe overall and translating that over into your role as the queen of Southern Sass, you have this one signature pose that you do with, I don't know if it's necessarily holding up the number one, but you're holding up your index finger that looks like to be the number one. So is there any particular reason or story behind this pose for you? Um, I really don't know. <laughs> I just kind of was figuring out what I needed to do. Um, I played around with it a long time, trying to figure out what I needed to do to come out of the ring. And one day I was just like, okay, I think that one's going to work. And um, I messed around with it for a long time. And it's something that I haven't seen a lot of people do. A lot of people, you know, blow kisses and stuff. And my cousin takes pictures of me. And she had taken a picture of me and I was like, I think that one's going to work. So <laughs> I feel like, I'm, yeah, like now that you say not a lot of people do like this. And I, I feel like it's a constant theme in a lot of your promo shots and all of that. So I was just very curious. And sometimes things just happen naturally like that. You just roll with it. Yeah, that's kind of what happened. Fair enough. And I mean, your ensemble too it obviously encapsulates this amazing ring gear you have too as well. I'm a big fan of all of your ring gears. Do you have any particular stories or inspiration behind your most recent set? So um, I kind of go with like a mix between hippie and then like cowgirl because that's kind of me as a person. Like, hippie southern and then like I I my trainer actually started calling me southern sass and then I was like okay I'm gonna roll with that I just need to up who I am in the ring and go with that so I my gear designer I came up with a fringe and everything and tie-dye is something that I do all the time yeah like if you see me in public I wear tie-dye all the time that's just me as a person and then um, the one that I have right now is red, white, and blue. And I just wanted that because of, like, the America thing, you know. And then I usually try to wear bright colors because a lot of people wear dark colors. Yeah. And I want to stand out. Like, I want to look different. I want people looking at me and saying, oh, you know, that's different. Not a, people, uh, not a lot of people wear something like that. So, I'm I'm curious from your perspective too. Who do you who do you think has the best ring gear game or aesthetic in pro wrestling today? Like I feel like there's so many obviously there's so many wrestlers out there, and you have to at least pre- appreciate or admire. I feel like at least one person set. So who comes to mind when like a strong ring gear game? Um, let's see. I really like um. I look at a lot of people's, but um, Athena, I like her gear. And then um, who else? I literally say people's gear and just look at it. And I'm trying to think. Um, I also like Chris Statlander's gear. And then Ruby Soho's is very, Ruby's is not my style, but yeah. I think it's a very unique. So I do like 
hers. And who else? Hmm. I don't know, but I do like stuff with bright colors. So that's not something you see a lot. But I do like people who do different things, you know? Yeah, I mean, Ruby, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's kind of this one, like, it's half, I think I'm thinking of it where half of it is like one half of a pant and then the other one is the full length, which I don't yeah, see I anyone like doing. Athena came out with these like mechanical wings a few weeks ago. That was super cool. And now, Chris, I mean, Chris is transformed from this alien to more than a woman. I mean, her hair itself too makes her stand out alone. So, I mean, those are yeah. definitely three people I appreciate as well. Like, and I'm excited to see what Athena comes out with next. I mean, she had the wings a couple weeks ago I'm excited to see what she has next on the horizon for herself Mm -hmm. also Alexa Bliss she's one of my favorite wrestlers I've always loved her gear because I love how she usually does like the cross neck here I've just always loved her gear as well same same I mean even as the goddess and then I mean even as kind of this firefly funhouse twisted bliss she had mm-hmm. going on she's always had a strong ring gear game like no matter what character yeah. she was doing and yeah I, I, I agree and then it's just so unique how she comes up with different stuff i absolutely agree and before i let you go looking towards the future what are some of your personal or professional goals you'd like to accomplish in the next couple of years i really would like to work with AEW again. That's something that I really hope happens. I'm trying to look for that into my future, manifesting that. Um, I just hope that I'll continue to grow as a wrestler and a person and just see what happens. You know, I'm also trying to just be more motivational to other people, and I hope that I'll continue to inspire whoever, especially young people. So I hope that I continue to do that. I definitely think you're on your way to do that. You have such a positive presence in and outside of the ring. And I've had so much fun chatting with you today. And before I let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Yes. So my tag for Instagram and Facebook is Casey Fox Wrestling. And then my Twitter is Casey Fox 99. So you can find me there. What a glorious year the 90s were. 90s babies. <laughs> Late 90s babies, I should say. Um, we still count. We still count as a 90s kid. But yeah, that's it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you.